Hi, everybody. My name is Dean, and this is my co-host, Vincent. Hello. And we are your lovely hosts of the Domestic Boyfriends podcast. That was a different introduction. Um, Ooh. I feel lovely now. Yeah, I hope you do. Uh, how are you feeling? Uh, uh, in one word? Yeah. Lovely. Juicy? Okay. Ooh. Steak. <laughs> um... Welcome back to another episode. Uh, we are shotgunning these back to back because of some mishaps, um, but we're we're gonna get right into the topic of this week, uh, right into a review. This isn't gonna be any news. This is just gonna be the movie review today of Guardians of the Galaxy Three. No subtitle. Um, did Guardians Two have a subtitle? Uh. I don't, I don't. Guardians I don't 2. Know. Shoot, boogaloogaloo. I don't think it did. I think it was just volume 2. Okay. Well, um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, let's, let's get right into it. Uh, first thing before we get into anything, would you, how many times would you rewatch this movie? Like three times. Three? I not you know it's a bit of a hard harder one yeah. to watch. Yeah. Uh, uh it not because it's a bad movie or anything, just yeah. because of the subject matter. Yeah. Um I I would give it a I would give it two for the same reason. Uh spoilers ahead for uh the movie. Uh we are gonna get right into some of it. So the this movie, I think this is, okay, uh, let me know if you agree. Best mm-hmm. movie since Endgame. Since Endgame? I don't know if you hold mm. Spider-Man I, higher. I would, do, yeah, I, I do. Um... As a cohesive movie, without as a cohesive movie, this is, yeah. I I, honestly, I I think I do agree because it it doesn't it holds it has strings right, but it also completes the trilogy in a way that is whole. Um. Yeah. And and I don't know. It felt refreshing. Uh, it might have also. Well, it has been James a Gunn very movie. long time since we had a Guardians movie. Honestly, like, yeah. sure, we had like the special, but the special didn't really necessarily feel like a Guardians movie per se. No, it was. Just, it was more of a, more of a, uh, what Mantis and Drax movie? And Quill, Quill, yeah, a bit Quill. Um, but yeah, um, I don't. I really, I really enjoyed the movie. Um. So to get it started, um, I don't know. Do you just want to do like a quick, quick summary of the movie? Um, quick, quick summary. Uh, lab experiment gone wrong, gone haywire. Uh, comes back and uh, beats up the scientist. Uh, that's that's it. That's yeah. the entire movie. Uh, I don't know if you want to elaborate more. You want right. to? You want to give us? We'll see you next episode. Yeah, that was um. really. <laughs> That was really great, guys. Um, it, do you want to give a 
Um, I don't know. Just give us like a a brief introduction to the movie. Um, maybe maybe a quick quick summary. Yeah, let's just do like a quick summary. If you want to give like a brief summary of the movie. Sure. Well. Uh, we pick up um where we left off uh back with the um the holiday special on the guardians headquarters uh which is nowhere mm-hmm. um the place no that the head not just like you know nowhere but nowhere um nowhere with a k yeah um and we see that Peter is still not handling the loss of Gamora very well, uh, drowning himself in a bottle. Uh, people are trying to like hold themselves together and uh, still have the team afloat. Um, and out of nowhere... Um, not nowhere, nowhere, but you know, nowhere. Um, like an RKO, nowhere. <laughs> like, yeah, like an RKO, nowhere. Um, we have Adam Warlock finally make his appearance after what? When? When did End Volume Two come out? Uh, twenty sixteen. Yeah, something like that. Uh, twenty seventeen. So after like seven years, we finally get to see Adam Warlock, uh, using his powers. And he's come to take yeah, back uh, a science experiment known as Rocket Raccoon. Um, he has a designation. What is it? PG PG nine one three. Oh, you you knew that really quickly. <laughs> is, is that what it is? I think so. Rocket Raccoon number eight nine P. 13. AP 913. AP 913? Okay, eight, I was nine, pretty close. 8, 9, P 13. 8, 8 9, P 13. Okay. I, I was kind of there. Um, but... I, mean, I, I would have believed it. Yeah. Um, they... Adam Warlock goes and basically solos the entire Guardians. Um, Without getting... Well, he did get pretty messed up. He, he did get very messed up for sure, but like, uh, he also did a very, very decent job for a first showing, um, and arms rocket to the point where they have to use a med pack on him, which, uh, triggers some of the propi- some of the technology left in him from when he was, <laughs> yeah, getting- he had- he has, he has a copyright software on him. Yeah, he has copyright software on him because uh, he's proprietary uh, technology. Um, and he starts just having a seizure. And they they from there, that sets up the plot of the movie. For what? The first time out of the three Guardians movies, the movie, or I guess four, the movie really isn't about Peter. This movie is about Rocket. Um, and the, the main goal for this movie is to, uh, 
disable uh, the copyright protection <laughs> on Rocket's heart to yeah, be able to make it so that, is, that he can live. That is literally quite, quite literally the movie. This, this is I didn't, Rocket's heart got copyright strike, and so Peter the Guardians of the Galaxy to, have to go fight YouTube. I okay, so I have a. I really, I think it's nice that this isn't just about Quill, right? Last two movies, well, I mean, he was our protect through the first, and then like we get his, like his secret origin in the second movie. Yeah. Um. But my, I have a big problem with this movie, and it's the fact that I don't feel like him and Rocket are best friends. Like yeah, they they talk about it, and like we see they flash back to scenes with them and everything, and I'm just like, I don't, I can't believe, like I don't find it believable that these two are best friends. Like, if anything, I think Nebula and Rocket are best friends because they were the only two that survived during the snap. You know what I mean? That's fair. Him and Groot are best friends, not him and Quill. Um, I think. A better way that could have been stated there than maybe saying I need to I need to go save my best friend um, is him saying I need to go save my family because that's mm-hmm. really what they are. Or maybe um, like his partner because I see them more having like a working relationship being like yeah. the the brains and the <laughs> the brains on the charm like it, <laughs> one's an artificer one's a fucking bard if we're being honest here. Um, yeah, like one's the brains and one's just the charm of the team, but like cohesively, like put them both together, they make like a good captain to like lead them, right? So that's the way that I think of the relationship. I never really give the vibe, at least from these these versions of the characters, that these two are like close, like friends. Like I don't like the, like Dominic Toretto. No, not even close. So. Um, but that's like one of my gripes, one of my gripes. With yeah. It. Um, but overall, um, I do think it is very wholesome. Uh, the idea of it all, them going to these le- these, um, lengths, the lengths that they do to be able to save him. Yeah. We get to, they are a family. All in all. We get to see rockets backstory finally, mm-hmm. which is really really hard to watch i don't i don't know out of all of the random knowledge that i know i don't know rocket's backstory verbatim uh in my head it's it has nothing to do with the high evolutionary in the comic books um the high evolutionary is a completely different character um but when it comes to rocket i think it's just some space scientists that happen to abduct a couple wildlife creatures yeah um but nonetheless, I really do enjoy how they mix them together. Yeah. I, I I like what they did with his backstory in this. I think it's a very good and compelling backstory that made him exactly who he is. Uh, honestly, one of the better ones for, like, characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I do have to say, out of all of the backstories that they changed, I kind of wish that we got Drax's original backstory where he was just a dude named, like, Mark, and he had a mustache and liked uh, groovy jazz music. But that's just me. Um, 
You don't know Drax's origin story? No. Oh my gosh, here we go. Let me tell you about Drax the Destroyer. <laughs> um, a bit of a tangent here. Welcome to the party. Drax's real name is Arthur Douglas. Um... Oh, is he dead? Huh? What the heck? So weird. Is who dead? I hate comic books. Apparently... What the heck? Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. Drex has a couple clones running around, so it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of confusing. Um, so the so Arthur Douglas was the original Drax, right? That that's who he was. He was just a real estate agent, <laughs> and he had a wife and a daughter. Um, and one day, uh, Thanos was on the ship. Which this is more compelling because they they changed up his story of him to him being an alien and like Ronan the Accuser killing his planet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't. In the comics, he has more of a Thanos grudge, and in this, in the con- in the movies, he has a Thanos grudge because the acute like Ron and the accuser worked for Thanos, right? So mm-hmm. it was like a grudge by proxy. Um, so his actual origins is on a on a trip uh, in the Mojave Desert from Las Vegas to Los Angeles, uh, a spaceship carrying the Mad Titan named Thanos. Uh, passed overhead on a surveillance mission to Earth. Um, because they saw his ship, Thanos destroyed the automobile um, and landed to make sure that they were make sure that they were dead. Um, what was it? Oh, oh, and then he found out and and then they took his daughter, who is it's his daughter's moon dragon, who's like this. The psychic uh, who has like space powers and knows karate and stuff like that. Uh, Thanos took her um, and stuff and kind of raised her, uh, similar to how he did like Gamora and stuff like that. Um, but he got what did he do? He he got brought back to life from what was it? Some some from some type of. Life energy, cosmo god thing. Anyway, it made him green, right? <laughs> what? It made him green. And he was known as the Destroyer. And so he was Drax the Destroyer. He got the name Drax. Um, his origin's very crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, his more modern design uh, is inspired from the design they gave him in the comic, or the design they gave him in the movie. Uh, with the tattoos and everything, but most of the time he's just a green dude, a big green buff dude. Um, but he did die, and then he was brought back to life. Um, but he's just a normal guy. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, mind blown. Boom. Um, yeah, no, mind blown. <laughs> uh, and the High Evolutionary has a, has a very similar origin story, um, except like he was a regular scientist guy. Uh, and then he just got super mad with power and started experimenting, and then he made a different Earth. 
but in in this movie, they made him seem like he was an alien. But in the comics, he's a normal guy. His name is like Herbert. Herbert Windheim. That's his name. Ugh. Herbert. Yeah, his name's Herbert. Ugh. Yeah, not not too threatening, is he? Um. But yeah, you also want to know Peter Quill's origin story? No, I'm just kidding. They all have different origin stories in the comic books. Um, that's that's interesting. The my my experience with the Guardians has been like very like I don't know here and there. Um, the most that I've done for like interacting with the Guardians is um, what I've done. I've done the movies, and then I I played the video game actually this past year. That um, is that is a lot more accurate. <laughs> the video game is fantastic, but also like you know. The stuff in the in the video game is actually like outside of like very much specifically Peter, um, like even what Drax's uh, Drax's backstory I think is basically one for one the same. No, uh, is it? Yeah, because what I think it was either Thanos or or it was Ronan that went and killed his family, and he's an alien. Mm. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was Thanos. Mm. Yeah, it gives him more credence to be mad at him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Peter Quill's uh, dad's also not ego. I don't. I think I told you that before. Yes. But yes. He's the king of Spartax, kind of a dickhead. Um, yes. Who I, else? Uh, <laughs> Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock actually has more involvement with the High Evolutionary than any of these people. Like the fact that he was like an experiment is actually more canon than anything else that actually is involving the Guardians of the Galaxy, because like I forget who created Adam Warlock, but they kind of just left the egg that he was in out, right? So the High Evolutionary took it, and then he was just like, "Ah, yes, I'm going to give you the name Atom, named after the biblical name Atom," and. He was just like, I'm going to make you the most strongest being in the world. And then he gave him the soul stone and embedded it on his forehead. Hmm. Uh, and he was just like, here, taketh this. Uh, and he did a lot of cool things. And then Infinity happened and crazy stuff with Thanos. Uh, but yeah, this movie. Let's not, let's not talk about the comics anymore. This movie. Uh, yeah, um, let's talk about what I was going to talk about with you beforehand. PETA gave this an award. It gave it an award by promoting, uh, what was it? Uh, they, it was given an, it was given an award, uh, this isn't verbatim. Because of its accuracy of, like, animal... Because, like, the accuracy of animal cruelty or something like that. Huh. Like, because of how accurate it was to how animal cruelty actually is. Uh, in showing people, like, what the extremes are. In displaying it and getting people to, like, have an emotional reaction to it is why it got an award from PETA. I would have thought it would have gotten the opposite of it from PETA, uh, given the circumstances. But, yeah. 
Um, I guess the the entire the entire movie was great. I think we both agree for that, right? We both agree to that. Mm-hmm. Um, who was your favorite? Who's your favorite character in this movie? My favorite character in this movie. Hmm. That's hard. Um, Is it the dog? I think it might be Nathan Fillion's character. Nathan Fillion was... He was um, he was the guard, uh, the main guard that they interacted with. You know, the guy was like, ah, I understand. I've got one of those, too. Um, oh, wait. <laughs> I just started watching the, the You know, the guy, the guy from The Rookie? <laughs> I just started watching The Rookie with my wife. Oh, my yeah. gosh. No. Um, it's either him or Drax. I'm... I'm gonna be sad to see Drax go. But I also watched a lot of Firefly, so I haven't watched any of Firefly. My what? Ex- my only experience with Nathan Fillion has been watching clips of the rookie. What the rookie so is so good. Um, I also, if you like, uh, if you like space westerns, mm-hmm. watch watch Firefly. Firefly. Was a 2002 to 2003 show. How many seasons did it have? It had one season. But it got a movie in 2005 to end the series. Huh. How many movie? How many series from 2003 get a movie two years later to end the series off? Not that many. It was a four. It was a four point forty four forty point four million dollar movie. That's how much it made it off of. In the box. Wow. Wow. Oh my god. Wait, wow. It's a lot for back then. Yeah. Off of a movie that was based on one see a, a show with one season. You know how many episodes Firefly had? No, I do not know. Fourteen. Huh. A fourteen episode series got a one and a half hour movie. Isn't that crazy? A little bit, yeah. Um but yeah, no, we just started watching the rookie. So when I saw him, I was just like, wait a second. I was just like, is this Nolan? <laughs> yeah. Um I have to say it's definitely Will Porter's. I, I really like Adam Warlock, but it's not for what he was. Mm-hmm. It's just because Will Porter is a great actor, and every line that he, every line that he did was great. When when Gamora, my favorite scene in the entire movie is when Gamora, like he has like the dog thing, and she yeah. puts a knife to its throat, and she says, "I'm gonna stab this thing if you come any closer," and he says, "Whoa, don't be rash." Because I feel like I feel like I'm just like I feel like it's just Will Porter talking to her. 
and the guy has a he has a niche 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 for comedy. Um, I definitely think it has to be the fact that he's in a lot of things as like he was in a lot of things as a kid. Uh, that drew him towards that. Um, but no, I, I I definitely think there there is a future with that character, um, being the child minded super body like superhero like body kind of it's it's not really it's kind of an archetype um like the super powerful body but the child like mind um mm-hmm. like Shazam like Captain Marvel um That's, yeah literally that but yeah um how did you feel about despite the fact that Quill was not a main character how did you feel about the whole Gamora uh, storyline, the side story? Um, honestly, not necessarily the biggest fan. Mm-hmm. I, I think things might have been a bit better if maybe they just left her and let her be dead. Uh, it's for some reason, she just didn't. Go back to her timeline I, after the Infinity yeah. Stones were used. And why didn't the TVA like have an issue with that? You know, well, that's like a whole, it's like a whole different thing. But I know it's a whole different thing. But like you know, of all the things, like you Somewhat. know that that's mm. yeah. Uh, I definitely think it could have been done without i mean it's a good conclusion despite this not being a quill movie this was definitely a quill movie now that i think about it um mm-hmm. because if we if we look at it all it, it starts with him with his drinking problem him going getting over gamora then it actually is his process of getting over gamora we were behind him most of the time when we're not with rocket right um and then we ended off with his closure with gamora's time display self and then we get the end, and then the post credit. Yeah, I feel like it makes you think it's almost, a rocket movie, but I feel like almost everything that Gamora does and every single interaction with Gamora that happened in this movie, um, could have just been Nebula. Yeah, they pretty much swapped characters. Um. Nebula has become Gamora's character and Gamora has become Nebula from the first movie. Yeah. Or Which is Nebula from the second movie. Yeah, there's there's something to be said about that. Um, and the fact that she settled in with the Guardians. More or less that I feel like a lot of it has to do with the fact that she didn't just settle in with the Guardians because, like, what? This is how many years after pe- people were brought back? I don't uh. think we get a definitive time. No, I don't um, think so either. But this is years after. But when when um, <clears throat> Nebula was traveling with the Guardians, we can only assume that they were together um, after the second Guardians movie for less than a year, two two years max, right? Mm-hmm. The snap lasted for five. She spent the majority of her time not with the rest of the Guardians, but just Rocket. So I feel like the more... <clears throat> this is, again, why I don't feel like it's, I feel like it was weird that him and Quill got pushed together so much as best friends. 
that Nebula should have been the one driving this whole operation. I mean, it kind of felt like she was at certain points, but like, yeah, the fact that like, if anything, those two should be insanely close because they were the last of the guardians. They, they only know each other, despite the fact that they were on opposing sides at one point, they tried to kill each other. The fact that they are the only two, despite being enemy, despite once being enemies, they're the only two that know each other as good as they do. So for those two years, they buddied up together, um, not knowing at all during those five years if they would even have the chance to see those people that they knew. So they were the only family each other knew. So I feel like that would have, it would have been cool if it was a Karen Gillian Nebula focused movie instead of Pratt Star-Lord. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, how badly did the animals freak you out when you first saw them? Because uh, I'm going to be honest. I was the worried. rabbit was the worst one for me. I felt like um, walking out. No, 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 no. It was definitely the way. It was definitely the walrus. I love the walrus. The like at like I I like walruses to begin with. I think they're a really cute animal. But his honestly. eyes, um, his eyes, his walrus. Um, but like the moment that I saw that he had wheels, it just made me think about dogs that I've seen that don't have back legs oh. and have and have like little wheelchairs that get attached to them. It made me this really dude sad, had like but also really happy. This dude had like all terrain wheels on it though. I. I love Teeth. Lila, I love. But my favorite, like, at first I was, like, really uncomfortable because, you know, for some reason they decided to turn the rabbit into a spider. Um, and I don't like spiders, but, like, Floor was so funny. <laughs> I, that, the, the whole, all of that was so hard to watch. For one, I like Rocket after the experimentation and everything like that. I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, I could, like, I was just in picture, I was just picturing my dog being in pain. I was just like, I couldn't, I can't imagine that. And like he, no. him speaking and everything like that. But then when we got to my, my entire, everything was subverted as soon as I saw Floor. I was just like, wait a second. I was like, wait, 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 wait. They just turned from very sad into like a horror. Um, and then, Teeth, uh, they kind of, they really disturbed me. <laughs> um, I felt very uncomfortable the entire time whenever they were on. Like, I think the second to last time that Rocket had a flashback, I was literally, like, saying, no, 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 go back. Because <laughs> I, I don't think I could have dealt with it anymore. Um, That's funny. But I think uh, it humanizes Rocket so much more seeing that he had these relationships. Um, and it also gives credence to why he doesn't trust people that much. Oh, yeah. Like, obviously, like, the last person he trusted, like, literally tried to kill him. Killed all his friends. God, um, and that's that scene where it ended up happening. Fuck. Yeah, man, he should have let the bullets hit him. What a safe teeth the floor. Him screaming. Yeah. Crying. Yeah, Bradley Cooper definitely. I don't know if he was the high. He definitely should have been high, highest paid in this movie. Uh, the Actually, 
if I remember correctly, um, the voice for young Rocket, um, I believe the voice is Sean Gunn. I, I don't know if it's Sean Gunn. Is it? Um, yes, Sean Gunn played Young Rocket. Mm. And holy crap, dude. <sighs> Jesus. That I don't I don't like it when animals get hurt. It's really rough for me seeing yeah. that. Yeah. It was it's definitely a movie not to go into if you have if you can't stomach something like that. Um but the message that they gave and the story that they told was really good. It was really good. Um even towards the end, like the, they were just like, oh, we can only, we just need to f to save the higher intelligent life forms, and then rockets literally just like, we got to save all the animals, like Quill and all the rest of the guardians were just like, yeah, no, we're just gonna let them die, and then they save them all. Um, I thought Cosmo was gonna have a bigger role in this. I assumed Cosmo was also an experiment for the High Evolutionary. Apparently not. Nah, it's just a dog. Just a Russian dog. Um, just a good girl. It's a bad girl. It's a good dog. Um, that subplot with Kraglin was very, very weird. Yeah, but I also think Kraglin staying around this much, as much as Sean, Sean Gunn is a good actor and can bring in some good seasons, I definitely think it was a Yandu party and... He doesn't replace Yondu. No. He, he's feeling like... It's hard walls. to replace Yondu. Yeah. Yondu is such a good character. Yes. I'm not saying Kraglin isn't, but like... Uh, especially with like how things ended for Yondu in Volume 2. Oh my god. Yeah. There's no way to replace him. Um, some of the subplots like... Mantis, Drax, they were obviously trying to close things up, uh, tie up some loose ends and everything and relationships and have everybody have a, be able to move forward with everything. Mm -hmm. um, the end, I guess we can kind of talk about this. The, the, is it, was it the post-credit scene? The end scene with the new Guardians? Yes. Um, okay, first, that whole race of children... Not not sure, not sure what they were supposed to be. Can't can't be bothered to look them up. All I know is the girl that's supposed to be on the team with them now is Philovel. Philovel okay. is in the comics the original Captain Marvel, Marvel, the guy. That's his daughter. Mm -hmm. She has like oh. cosmic abilities can project weapons with radiation. She is like her, f she is, has superpowers like her father, except more, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
Not sure if they're going to do anything with that. Probably not. She's probably not even going to have the same name. Um, occasionally, she keep she takes up the mantle of Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Photon, Spectrum. Um, but usually just Philovel. Uh, there's a lot. Of, um, also, Marvel's kids from either the main timeline or alternate timelines are always just running around. So um, that's just a thing in the comics, though. Um, mm-hmm. How do you how do you feel about moving forward with this team of Guardians? Um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like that Adam Warlock is just like hanging out now. <laughs> Oh, everybody's dead. They knew. I know. Yeah, I know. She's um, definitely just chilling. Just chilling out. Um, I'm happy that Cosmo is still going to be around. Um, mm-hmm. Groot looked crazy. Apparently that's like people are calling it King Groot or something like that. I don't exactly remember. Um, but yeah. Uh, super buff. I was looking at old pictures from Guardians 1. They definitely are sticking with a rounder head. Old Groot had a very small head. Very lengthy. Also, the CGI made him look more organic. This one, definitely, even like beforehand, like the Groot that we got. I don't know. Something with Marvel CGI. They can't get it right. Like, uh, someone's put, someone's doing something wrong. Like, some things just don't look organic when they need to. They just look out. They just look out of place. I don't know who who's in charge of the. the not. I'm not saying get a new VFX department because you guys have gone through too many, but like, <laughs> have some stability. Because this is kind of ridiculous. How does Guardians One Groot look better than Groot from 2023? I, I don't get it. Um, I yeah. kind of liked them. I think the last design looked really good. Um, buff. Oh, you t- just mean like during the movie? <laughs> yeah, during the movie, it looks weird. He looks. I think odd. it would have been not even his I proportions. Would, I think it would have been better if like he looked like he did in the first Guardians at the at the end of it, and it would have made a little bit more sense because like you know he's fully grown at this point. We saw him as a baby. We saw him as a teenager. See him as an adult. Um. Yeah, and like, or were we, or do you think we were seeing him as an old man in that one for the first one? And what we're seeing him now as maybe King Groot is an maybe. Let's see, do you want to know Groot's backstory? Uh, sure. Uh, let me look up the name of the species real quick. I know the backstory of it, but I just don't. Remember I can't the remember name. the name of the species. They say it in the video game. Oh, excuse me. The video game, by the way, if you folks like the Guardians and you haven't played it, I highly recommend it. Um, it's it's really good, and you meet s- some like really cool and interesting characters that um, I didn't think would even like show up. Because um, like you meet, oh, what's her name? Um. Oh my goodness, I'm blanking on her name, and she's such a cool character. You meet uh, Lady Hellbender? Uh, who's this, um, basically like this barbarian lady who has, like, 
a super large collection of like exotic species and stuff like that. Um, and you have to, you like try to trade in, you can, you can try to trade in Groot to her, uh, to get like a bunch of credits to pay off Nova core. Um, which is funny. Um, but like one of her pets, uh, that you end up fighting, um, is one of the, I believe it's one, it's one of the things that like eats the power batteries or whatever the, the cells, um, oh, that yeah. showed up in the second movie. But then you also like later in the game, uh, you end up like to like appease her or whatever. You end up fighting and capturing and giving her Fing Fang Foo. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they're called the Flora Colossi. There's this, the Flora Colossi were created by this guy. I think it's called like the Gardener or something like that. I don't remember. It's this the guy. Gardener. It's this. It's this being that sits on the same level as like the Collector. Um. Mm-hmm. Being like a not like a celestial being, but like these guys that kind of like sit outside and they'll have like amazing power and like sit outside of the universe and usually don't do anything except like watch and like occasionally create stuff or do things here and there. They don't really interact that much, right? Um, and the thing about Groot is my, my biggest gripe with, gripe with Groot in these movies is the fact that like Groot usually has like instantaneous regeneration um, because he's like a hyper plant, right? Uh, mm-hmm. In these movies, he doesn't, and honestly, that's like a big gripe. But I, I, I'm, I'm used to seeing group getting group group grouped getting like popped like a pimple, and then he like comes, he's like behind the person, like oh my wa mo shindiru, and then like he gets like a branch at his back type of deal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just not a fan of the design. Hmm. I don't know. I I wish it was more tree trunky, less humanoidy. I think the first one did it really good. Yeah. I yeah. loved when he expanded. Uh, in like the al- in like the whatever alter Earth or whatever counter um counter Earth. And oh my god, that whole scene when they go to Counter Earth. First off, Counter Earth made me very uncomfortable when the first when the first thing we saw was somebody with like the the warthog face. It gave me it gave me uh, Planet of the Apes vibes. It gave me Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles vibes uh, because <laughs> uh, because of the like what the sentient pig villain or whatever from OG. Yeah, Turtles. no, I'm not talking about like modern ones. I'm talking about the ones with like the monkey costumes for Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. That just gave me that weird like would it be Uncanny Valley feel? Mm, maybe kind of. Um humanoid, although it was but all not like humanoid. seemingly like it was all practical. So yeah, because but like of, still cuz we saw these these were some of the photos that we saw were of the animals from Counter Earth. We, I think mm-hmm. some people speculated that they were just aliens. Um, no, these are just yeah. these are just animals. Yeah. Um, that think <laughs> like humans. 
I I had been waiting for so long to see the scene, and it was so good. I love that Peter came down. He's like, "We mean you no harm." And then the very first thing that ends up happening is, of course, Drax messes it up. I I had been waiting to see that scene for so long and rewatched the trailer so many times. Where he just picks up the girl and throws in the girl's face. Yeah. You'd think that Drax is more, like, good with kids. Because later in the movie, we get shown that he's really good with kids. Well, for all we know, that's, like, how hard he normally threw, he normally threw his ball to his daughter. For all we know, his daughter was, like, jacked as shit. Oh, my God. Like, uh, her reflexes are so fast that she wouldn't miss it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Um... Yeah, um, so with... I don't, I, don't, I don't even know where to go. Um, when it comes to the, the end, mm-hmm. are you okay with it? The dismantling of the Guardians. It's it's a very it's something that so Avengers Disassembled was a was I we've I think I told I, I told you about this a couple of times how the Avengers disassembled. Um, mm-hmm. it, it happens in, it happened in a very different way than it did in the in the movies, um, but essentially in the movies like we get like everything with the Civil War is what is disassembled the Avengers. Um, the Guardians have had multiple teams. They've had multiple uh, run-ins with the different members, and some members don't always stay. Um, but it's... It honestly, in my opinion, it felt like a great conclusion. I don't know about you. I, I really liked it. I thought I was going to be a bit more bothered by the fact that this was going to supposedly be the last Guardians of the Galaxy movie, or at least, you know, the last of, like, what we've come to know as the Guardians. Um, Yeah, the last time this cast is going to work together for any... But... Anything involving this project. I I really liked how it ended up. I'm interested by the fact that um, it said specifically the legendary Star-Lord will return because that's a different character right Uh, isn't legendary star lord like when he passes the mantle on no the legendary star lord is um it's his uh whatchamacallit you know how spectacular spider-man amazing spider-man that's his like okay. little epithet type of thing. Legendary Star Lord is usually what they give him for a solo run. Okay. So this is very like on the ball, on the nose with that. Um, I guess since we're since we've alluded, we've we've already kind of going on it. How did you feel about that? Because this is something I had always asked. This is something that I always brought up, even when reading the comics. Star Lord interacting with his family on Earth. He ain't got much, but I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I like 
I like that he has family that he can interact with. I like that he's like, you know, trying to hit that family. Um, trying, trying to like reconnect and whatnot. But it feels just kind of weird that he's like. That he's left because like. The Guardians is his family. Sure, it's like, you know, flesh and blood and whatnot, but like fully like saying goodbye is especially after all that they literally had just gone through to save Rocket. Mm-hmm. Feels a bit weird. But maybe like he got the closure that he needed from Gamora that like, you know truly put him in a place where he felt that he needed to like stop like he said stop running away yeah like he's he's on a journey for himself now instead of for everybody else um i did find it a little weird but i do like i i find it weird in a couple reasons a couple ways one starlord's never really wondered about his family on earth right um, it's also never been a, a very big implication in the comics. It's a little different because like we're kind of, a, we, I think it gets explained that like his mom died, right. Um, in a fiery house explosion, by the way, um, not from cancer. Um, and then like, I think it was told, it was said that like she was an only child and her granddaughter, her, her his grandparents were only tri- children or something like that. So he has no like relations, relations on earth. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other reason, like it's in the movies, it's, it can be waved off and like, you know, he's living with his grandpa or whatever and doing mundane things. I was just explaining this to some, who was I explaining this to? That Star-Lord is like a child in a man's body. Was it, did I just talk about this here? No, uh, we were talking about something else, weren't we? Yeah, something else. I don't remember. But the Star-Lord is very much like a... He has a child in a man's body. He doesn't even know how to drive. Yeah. Um, he knows a lot because of, like, his expedites as a space pirate, right? His expeditions as a space pirate have gained him a lot of knowledge. Space, space street knowledge is what I'd call it. Um... So because of that, he he lacks a lot of the normal skills that a, that a kid growing up on Earth would. Um, social skills to a certain extent, um, besides being a womanizer. Um, so I don't. I just feel like it's weird that he's gonna be like a person on Earth. But then we get to the other half where it's like, okay, what if he's not just a normal person on Earth, right? What, what's he gonna do? Who's what? What? What threat is he fighting? It's an, is he gonna go back out in space? Is he gonna be more of like an orbital, like solar, like the Earth solar system type of hero? You know what I mean? Oh uh, yeah. Um, apparently, because of the end of the movie, we figure out that he doesn't even have his iconic mask. He doesn't have rocket boots. Like he only has his elemental guns. Um, what? What's Quill gonna do? What's the solo series going to entail? It, it makes me question a lot of things. Are we just going to get Chris Pratt doing Parks and Rec season? Oh, I led to Parks and Rec. 
I mean, Star Lord meets Aubrey Plaza. No wonder he latches on to Ron so fast. His only other role model was a planet that tried to like consume him. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. Um, so like, it's I I question where they go with this because like. Chris Pratt said, yeah, we're not going to all be in this movie like this again. But he's obviously contractually obligated not to state anything more than that. But he's going to be in more. Obviously, he could be in a lot. We have Secret Invasion coming up. We have tons of stuff with Kang, possibly. We don't know how everything's going to shake down with Jonathan Majors. But we do know there is set up for a bunch of stuff. Uh especially with the Marvels. Um, mm-hmm. So cosmic stuff is there. Um, yeah, it just, it just makes me question what, because usually Star Wars, Star-Lord's solo run in the comics is just him not being on the Guardians, right? He's, he's the Star-Lord. He is the guy that goes out in space. So, but uh, I think, I think it's best for us to wrap things up. Right? Mm-hmm. So, um, just uh, some closing thoughts real quick. Um, really great movie. Best movie Marvel has released uh, to date. Nostalgia goggles off for Spider-Man and such. Um, but yeah, really solid movie. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, you can reach us at our Twitter handles. I am at lying underscore mask. I am at Vincent Barlow 8. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Completely blank there. And you can reach both of us at DomesticBFPod at Twitter. Shout out to Ultra Ma- Maverick X for our art. And yeah, we will see you guys later. Stay beautiful, everyone.